Welcome to the Neuropathy Support Group and Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm so glad you tuned in. It's my hope with this podcast to help all of us gather information that might help those that need support dealing with this debilitating issue. Hello, and welcome to this podcast. Before we get started, let's get the formalities out of the way with the medical and privacy disclaimer. I am not a doctor or medical professional. The information on this podcast is from personal experiences and is meant for group support. Additionally, the information discussed is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any underlying conditions associated with neuropathy. All names here within are private and will not be shared with any outside sources. Please consult your healthcare provider before making any health decisions. If you have medical concerns or an immediate emergency, please contact your doctor or dial 911. Well, hello everyone. How's everyone doing out there? I've had a crazy weekend, not only with my leg pain that I've been having and experiencing, but I've been real busy doing other things, especially setting up my blog. And that I didn't think it was going to take this long to do it, but it does. I should have it done by next week. But um, I really want you guys to check that out when I get it going here. I put a lot more features on that site that I hope others will enjoy. So today's podcast is going to be on what happens to your body when you relax. Again, some of these words that I'm going to try to pronounce are medical terms. So what is the relaxation response? It's one it, it's one name for what happens when your parasympathetic nervous system is in charge of your body functions. This part of your nervous system regulates the work of your organs and glands while you're at rest. Your relaxation response kicks in when you feel safe. It can actually block, block effects from your body response to stress. These changes are good for mental and physical health. Stress triggers activity in your sympathetic nervous system, which is in in charge of your body, functions in dangerous situations. This is fight or flight response, sends out hormones called catecholamines to to speed up your heart. But relaxation lets your body know it's okay to save energy. Your parasympathetic system takes over and releases a hormone called acetylcholine that slows your heart rate. Stress hormones can speed up your heart rate and tighten your blood vessels. That temporarily raises your blood pressure. The opposite happens when you relax. If you have high blood pressure, relaxation methods like meditation may help you manage stress and lower your chances of heart disease. But don't stop taking your medication unless your doctor says it's okay. When stress causes the fight or flight reaction, your digestive digestion gets put on hold as blood moves toward your larger muscles. Relaxation reverses this process. It also lowers inflammation that can hurt your gut. Stress plays a big role in many digestive problems like irritable bowel syndrome, Calming techniques like deep breathing and meditation might help your situation and symptoms. Take a deep breath. You might tell someone who's in a panic. There is a good reason for that. 
When you're stressed, breathing speeds up. Breathing too fast may lead to low levels of carbon dioxide in your blood, which could make you dizzy and weak. But relaxation slows your breathing rate. You can also keep, keep yourself relaxed with slow, controlling breathing around six breaths a minute. Your body stiffens when you feel threatened, whether from a bear in the woods or a deadline at work. Usually muscle tension eases when you calm down. But long-lasting stress can lead to tense muscles nearly all the time. If you have a hard time relaxing, ask your doctor about biofeedback. It's using sensors to give you feedback about your body's functions. That helps you learn how to release muscle tension. Relaxation doesn't get rid of your aches but it can turn down the volume a little. Relaxed muscles hurt less, and relaxation prompts your brain to release endorphins, chemicals that act like natural pain killers. Studies show relaxation techniques like meditation can lessen pain from conditions like fibromyalgia, migraine, chronic pelvic pain, and irritable bowel syndrome. I really like some of these that, are, that I'm talking about. Stress hormones can make your blood sugar rise. And if you had diabetes, the effort it takes to manage your condition may amp up your stress. Relaxation can help you get a handle on your blood sugar, though it can't take the place of medicine. To get there, exercise regularly and get enough sleep. Try relaxation practices like meditation or yoga to help you mellow out further. Long-lasting stress makes it harder for your body to fight off in infections, but deeper relaxation can help your immune system recover. You can get there with the help of techniques like progressive muscle relaxation. That's where you tense, then relax each muscle group one by one. It's even more important to manage your worries as you age. Your immune function naturally declines over time. I really love getting my information from WebMD. It really, I think it really helps out a lot to get it from a source like this. Sometimes you might be unable to doze off even when you're worn, even when you're worn out. This tired but wired state is a sign you're still in fight or flight mode. Relaxation techniques like deep breathing can help switch on your relaxation response. They're sometimes used as a treatment for insomnia. So here's some ways that you can relax. Some people unwind while they garden, cook, or read. Others pray or meditate. Or you can explore techniques like visual imagery, progressive muscle relaxation, massage, deep breathing, and biofeedback. If you're not sure how to get started, ask your doctor to refer you to a specialist who teaches relaxation training. I'm going to have to look up that biofeedback. I'm not sure what that is. Here's another technique you could use. It says called the uh, Try the Benson Method. This technique was created by Herbert Benson, MD, the heart doctor who first described the relaxation response. Here's what you do. Sit down making sure you're comfortable. Close your eyes, gradually relax all your muscles, starting at your feet and working your way up. Breathe through your nose, 
pay attention to your breath and do this for about 20 minutes then sit with your eyes closed for a few minutes now there's one other uh, section here I want to read to you because this is an issue I have at night especially is trying to shut down my brain and keep thinking I keep thinking about the things that went on that day and what I have to do the next day so here's some techniques make time to do what you love and you'll always give your life more meaning such as a hobby like knitting, writing, sci-fi, garden, or working on your car. Unplug yourself. Stare at any screen for hours and you'll miss what's going on. Make it a priority to full, uh, fully connect with your loved ones in person. This allows your brain to slow down so you can better focus. It makes you calmer and lifts your mood. It may take a lot of practice to put your phone and laptop away, but try to do it so more often and especially when you're with family and friends. Here's, here might be a good one. This is one that my son says he wants to give me for Father's Day, but it's about giving a massage. If it can do more than ease your sore muscles and help manage pain. Massages also help when you're stressed, anxious, or depressed. Though you may still need more help if you have a mental health condition. Studies show that a massage can even lower your heart rate and blood pressure. You don't have to go to a spa. Massage schools and community health fairs offer low-cost options. Go green. No matter your age or where you live, being outdoors can help you feel more calm and balanced. Studies show that time spent in nature also lessens pain, improves your focus, and helps you better connect with friends and others. Can get out as much as you like. Sit next to the window, look at nature photos, or buy a plant. These, thi these things will help you feel grounded. Now those things I like. Those are the things I always tell you guys at the end of my uh, podcast is to go outdoors and be with some friends. Get more shut-eye. Going to bed early can feel like a splurge when you have so much to do. It's not. Your body and brain need plenty of sleep to be at their best. That shut-eye you get helps you to think clearly, be alert, and handle stress. It also helps manage your immune system, heart, and hormones and weight. Aim for 7 to 8 hours each night. If you tend to space out or feel stuck when you're stressed, getting active can get, back, get you back into the zone. Turn up your favorite playlist. Dance in your living room, swim laps, take a brisk walk around the block. Rhythmic movements get you out of your head and into the present moment, so you're up, so you're ready for the next challenge. I can't wait until the summer comes. The place that we moved into finally has a pool, and I'll be able to swim some laps, and maybe that exercise is going to help me. Some other things you can do is walk dogs at a local shelter. Pick up trash in the park. Bring a meal to sick neighbors. When you donate time and energy to others, be it another person or a cause you believe in, you forge a stronger link to the world. Helping others also gives your body and brain a good workout. It boosts your self-esteem and helps you build a social support system. And a bonus to that, the more you volunteer, the happier you may feel. Take the time to spend time with people that are happy. 
You can catch others' emotions just like you would a cold. So what vibes are the people around you spreading? Where you can choose to try to surround yourself with people who have a cheerful, positive outlook on life, even while they face their challenges. Happy is one of the best emotions to absorb, and then you, in turn, can pass it along to someone else that needs it. You can also plan a getaway. Next time you have days off from work, head out of town. It doesn't have to be somewhere far or fancy. The best trips are the ones that are most relaxing. Can't travel right now? Some research shows that you may get a mood boost by simply planning your trip. It's fun to have something to look forward to, like which beach to visit or what shows to book. Um, for about a year and a half now, I've been planning a trip before I really get bad and can't walk anymore. Um, to Mexico on a ship. I want to take a cruise. That's something I've wanted to do for such a long time. Um, you know, now the progress has kind of slowed down because of COVID, but I already have my passport. And so when the ships are ready and we can go back on, that's when I'm going to plan to hit it and go. We're hoping around Thanksgiving because that's when it's cheapest to take cruises. So the next uh, topic here is tap into thankfulness. Stop for a moment and take stock on what you're grateful for. It helps you notice that even when some things are hard, there's still good in the world and some of it has come your way. It may also distract you from other less pleasant feelings like envy. So try this. Think of someone who helps you in a large or small way and write them a thank you note. Even if you're never send it, you'll still get a positive mental boost. This is one area that I'm kind of bad at in our church asks us to keep a journal. But put your thoughts and feelings on paper and you may find them easier to deal with. A journal can help you see which of your worries and fears aren't such a big deal. Give you a chance to work through your problems and break the habit of negative self-talk. Keep, keep a paper and pen handy and try to write something every day or take it in or uh, type it into your phone remember your journal is just for you so let your true feelings flow next topic is simplify your home won't feel as cozy as it should if it's filled filled with too much stuff clutter makes us less happy about where we live as well as how we feel about ourselves it can even prevent you from getting a good night's sleep Little by little, chip away at what you don't need or want anymore. Next topic is feed your spirit. People who tend to their spiritual side are less apt to worry and feel sad. For some, that means prayer and worship services. For others, it has nothing to do with religion. You may simply meditate every morning. Either way, the result can be that you're better able to take on stress. Seek help when you need it. When a big problem hits, don't pretend nothing's wrong. Speak to a counselor in private or check out a support group. It helps you get a different view of your situation so you can make your best choices. Although your problem probably won't vanish away right away, get it off your chest. You'll feel recharged by taking charge with help from a pro.
Well, I hope this podcast helps you guys out today on some topics that can really help with your pain a little bit, you know, but some of these techniques do work, and I've been told to do some of these techniques through my therapist. So, and of course, I'm not on top of it like I should be, but right now I'm going to pull out my journal and start writing and see where I can go. But again, thank you all very much for being part of this podcast. It means a lot to me. And when I get my blog going up, I'll let you know what the address to it is. And hopefully you'll enjoy that as much as you enjoy this podcast. So again, until next Monday, be safe, get outside, enjoy your time, and read a book. I will talk to you next Monday. As we come to a close, it's my hope this podcast and other sources, such as product reviews that I have discussed today, can better our lives and give us some relief dealing with neuropathy. This episode plus others are posted every Monday on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. And finally, whatever life throws at you, even if it hurts you, just be strong and fight through it. Remember, strong walls shake, but never collapse. Talk to you next Monday.